All right. Well, happy July 4th. We are on the inter-air. Mm-hmm. Inter- it would be kind of cool if we had like an, an on-air sign we could turn on so that when our kids came home randomly in the middle of broadcasts, they could see the little yeah, sign. And, yeah, then they would knock on the door and say, Dad, I need to go somewhere anyway. It would, they would ignore it because that's our job. We are the cart, them around things. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about a few things we could talk about today. Um, well, first, I want to say, so today's July 4th. And of course, we think immediately of um, our country and its Independence Day. But of course, on the Internet, it is Happy New Season of Stranger Things Day, everyone. God bless the Internet. <laughs> I know that's true. George Washington went across the Potomac with an iPhone in his hand and set the internet ablaze. I don't know what that has to do with it, but cool. And what I'm saying is it seems as if they're looking for everything to celebrate except living in a free nation that at one time or another has trusted in the Lord as its strength. So that makes me sad. Although I'm kind of excited about Stranger Things because it's 80s themed. But otherwise, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking, one of the, as good. we get into this, we can talk about some serious things. But I was thinking, what are some of your favorite memories of Fourth of July's in the past? That's my question for the thing. I mean, and of course, we've had at least 31 Fourth of July's together, which is kind of weird to think about or separately. Um, but I mean... I don't, I don't think of them separate. I guess. I mean, in other words, they kind of grew in my mind as either uh, Hinkle reunion days, which we used to celebrate right at that. Although it was always kind of like the weekend before, but that's where everyone wore our patriotic gear and such, and we celebrated knowing um, our Savior as well as having a great um, understanding of that in our family and and loving Him together in mm-hmm. this country, that kind of thing. But. Um, don't remember anything specific other than I do like fireworks or I have liked I think one I remember being on the hill um, from the elementary in Wisconsin in Manitowoc <clears throat> and enjoying so much the live music of the um, local symphony or something I mean it wasn't yeah, they, just, big deal. It they used like to do the live band. thing and they would always have the live band you could play it yeah, where like was the city it band that's what I remember it, was when that we were, was really that was really good because where was, was it extra. at it was um I, I just described it. Manitowoc, in Manitowoc, was it on the... But on the hill down from the elementary, we sat on that hill. So it was a great view of the fireworks as well as the live music. Just made it so cool because it yeah. was a, a whole, not orchestra, I guess, but more of a band, but city band thing. But I think that one of the things that we have in our nation now, especially right now, is the question of what it means to support our country versus not because they want to change things or because they think we don't stand for whatever they think we don't stand for. But I still have very much in my heart a sense of thankfulness for this country, thankfulness that we exist, that we began in a uh, freedom of worship mentality what, no matter how people take that it, it really was the beginning of why we even came to this na- this land to begin with was people wanted to worship freely not be told by the the state or whatever how they should worship so I have a real sense of um, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord is, is what comes to my mind Psalm 3312 and for many years that was very true and I it may be less and less so now, but in my heart it's not. So I 
naively want to celebrate that we still are that nation and and have come back and forth from it depending on the (laughs) whoever happens to be in the white house i guess and that administration whether they focus on that versus kind of try to denounce that and you know do other kind of um social platforms but in the sense that they still usually come come at it from that idea even though it's like you've said in the past it's politically wise it's a it's a dangerous role because there's so many different ideas of what that ought to be so i understand how people get confused by that these days though the going directly against scripture and standing up for things that are not uh, biblical is is breaking my heart but it doesn't make me still lose faith that we as a nation still you know uh, majority of the Midwest and whatever that carry this country still see this as God's the place that we should honor God. Anyway, that's that's what comes to my mind. So when I see fireworks and patriot music, those are the things I think of is how we how thankful I am to live in a nation and, and believing that came from God. You know, who trust in Him and who who support other nations to to for freedom, who fight for other you know causes of freedom throughout the world, as well as who stand up for Israel. Who, who is the ultimate testimony of who uh, God is, you know, what God has promised or whatever. That's, those are my thoughts. What about yours? What, what comes to your mind? You said what your favorite memories. Yeah. What's your memory? I guess. Well, I was thinking, I mean, there's, there's two conversations, you know, my favorite memories are um, like you, the one that came to my mind originally was the one that I mentioned you know, that you mentioned which was you know the the hills and uh, really somebody, yeah uh, that was those are always for some reason well we also but had i don't a really think about the events church group that was involved kind of like we were with that kind of thing so they really enjoyed it too yeah i think, I, I think but I, I think i just remember that i think lately is the kids are all you know slowly disintegrating from our household into their own lives disintegrating. You know, i have more the star trek vision of you know Warping and warping is not the right word. Trans teleporting into another part of the world, their own lives. Okay. Um, just, disintegrating uh, was a different word. <laughs> yeah, as we disintegrate, as we as we melt our children. Um, no, that's not what I meant. Um, I, so I'm, I'm having a lot more of those things, and now as we've got grandchildren, I'm enjoying them. But it's still there's this, you know, what if what what's there, and you know what what was. I just remember seeing them playing and enjoying it, being scared of the fireworks when they were really little, and. Those kinds of things, and um, I was trying to the life of me think of one of, 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 of a funny story, but I don't think anything funny ever happened in our lives. Apparently, because I can't remember anything what our kids did around those things. That's not true. A lot of funny things happened. Well, even like a couple of years back when we went over to that field area and Noah was jumping over the fireworks and we got pictures of that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, our dangerous <laughs> children who's like, oh look, fireworks! Let's just jump through well, the flames. And Rory was enjoying the sparklers kind of for the first time right. and some of that, which is always what my memory of fireworks was growing up with sparklers because we didn't really we would go and watch a show now and then but it wasn't you didn't really shoot them off in your own uh backyard very well or we didn't spend money on it basically no we don't and this year it seems like everywhere we turn there's a ban on them so you know it's like, yeah right you shoot them off here you can't shoot them off here but we've had rain a lot more this summer than we did the summer last when we banned when they were not banned and we were shooting fireworks hmm. and then if you go around the right casinos there are lots of fireworks for sale so when i was a little boy you had to go across state lines because fireworks were illegal in Georgia, oh. but they were not in well, South Carolina. So you would drive a couple of hours and right on the border of South Carolina, all of Georgia's drugs, the fireworks were being sold. You know, so that's where you would go to get your your illegal <laughs> is contraband is what I'm saying. And so 
we would go buy them and we would come back and I would do stupid things, you know, that stupid kids do with stupid things. Um, but then a couple of years back when somebody down south of here set the northern part of oh, of Oregon on fire with fireworks and mm-hmm. that was that was a lot of fun. So yeah, you know, it's a fun and it's weird time of year and I'm rambling on about stuff, but my my um the difficulty today is I don't what it does it mean to be an American is kind of the big question and I think what what the 4th of July is supposed to be is that reminder, right? So that's what we want our kids to know, that's what we want um, the um, people around us to know is that is that how you interpret that? Because like, that's what I I mean. That's we're celebrating the birth of our nation, right? Yeah, but I mean, no, not my first thought of what we're celebrating is not that I am an American. My first thought is that I am thankful to live in a nation that is free, where I can worship God. So, an American is part of that, but it's not what I what I celebrate. It's not what comes to my heart and, and is so exciting to me that I'm an American, not at all, but that I can worship freely, that I have a, a nation that allows me that. So therefore my heart swells with thankfulness to well, God to live but, here. And so this is, and that's what I'm getting at is what is it, when I say, what does it mean to be an American? I think that's what's been lost in our, in our yeah. culture today is that we don't have this sense that, Oh, to be an American is to, I think that the, you know, the people snare the nose. Is to put down other countries. Is to put down other countries, or to you know, I can own a gun and 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 do stupid things with it, or you know, th- there's a there's a disintegration of the fact that America was not founded on low ideals but high ideals, and one of them was was liberty, individual liberty, mm-hmm. um, that we uh, that human beings are not forced to uh, conform to a governmental. Um, mold as to to how they worshiped and how they um, conducted their day-to-day life that was the the original thing was that government would not tyrannize that government and we would have the part of the right to bear arms was to be able to defend ourselves against a tyrannical government at the time it was england and um and part of the battle today and people say you know and the right to bear arms thing is that you know people need guns for hunting no people need guns to defend themselves against the government that was what guns Mm -hmm. were all about that's the purpose of the of the amendment and um, but what the people came here for first and foremost was we want to escape religious persecution, and the United States was founded on that. They didn't come here to take over Indian lands and to to do, there are there are disastrous byproducts of any expansion of humanity because the world's broken and human beings are broken and sometimes one set of human beings thinks that their ideas are better than others and they oppress other people for it. But um, the ideals that America was founded on the ideals. Were, yeah, were high the, ideals. And, the things that and, put together our Constitution, which majority, we were even listening to a podcast this morning, majority of them, actually excluding the ones that are most popular, like Thomas Jefferson or um, uh, I'm thinking of who, John Adams maybe or something. But the majority of the other ones were actual um, pious uh, worshipers of God who truly wanted to see a land where um, the inalienable rights of that God had given us to pursue um, Him as well as to have um, a peaceful place to live. I guess you know, mm-hmm. um, 
life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness or our view of it or whatever we think that is. Well, and, and, but and the, I, the idea was that that came from God. So the majority of them that's established our Constitution, that was why they wrote it. You could actually say life, liberty, liberty and the pursuit of what makes you happy. Just, <laughs> yeah. You are free to discern. You You're free to discern that. Because all of the life. founders truly were not Christians. When, it's, when we say founders, that not every one of them, but every one of them held to a higher being that there was a, a, a an entity that governed or that had authority over that created the universe. There, the vast majority of those who signed and were part of the Constitution did have a strong belief in a Creator God and were Christian. And that was this is that's that's the roots of this nation. It's all over our paperwork. I mean, from the beginning to the end. I mean, there are well, certain people felt- who want to move away from that today that try to focus on the lesser peoples yeah, and that exactly had, the, but said. but the yeah i know that but that's what the not. calling of their soul to was to create a nation to give their lives for a nation i believe this that they probably sincerely felt a call of god to give up their lives to build a nation that this was true about and so therefore literally gave up their livelihoods their invested all their money invested their resources that they had brought over with them to build what they knew would eventually be a a sort of um, statement on the earth that stood for the freedom that God gives us that that to live as we ought to or as we you know and that would be in reverence to him I believe but yeah so that's the whole reason we exist whereas Rome was literally about conquering others part of our nation's history is conquering but that was not why it existed like you're saying it it began this way, then sure, we expanded, sure, we took over some more of the land that was actually seemed to be available, but that wasn't the heart of it. The heart of it was, and and in fact, if you look back at our at the actual true renderings of some of the in, initial gatherings with the Native Americans or with whatever, you see that they actually were trying to reconcile. They were trying to bring them in. They were they were in embracing them at the same time as knowing this was a different culture. We can't really communicate very well, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You hear about the awful stories, or like you said, the maybe more um, conquering type stories, but that wasn't the heart of the matter and, and why we're even on this piece of land originally. So well, I think it's sad to I, me that we've lost that. You know. I've told this. I had this person that was driving with me the other week um, get off on this and basically tell me because I was white privileged, I could think this way. And I was like, well, I don't know that this is has anything to do with skin or creed or color this is say, this is just a reality realities where your skin isn't darker <laughs> yeah i <Sorry>. guess <laughs> well the, well the thing was in the and it was the person was sweet and well-intentioned and at the end of the conversation i was we were we were never at odds really she i think she expected me to mm-hmm. and i i didn't um fight back i just said let's just talk about what's what really brings peace between men and women um through human race and colors and races and then talked about jesus for a minute but um but in the the thing that I, I told her was I told her a story when I was a little boy um, and I was learning to drive my dad and, and I have this really vivid memory of crashing the car into a curb and um, <laughs> I've done that since as an adult but that's another stories but the um, but my dad would let me when we get in my 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 mom's mother my grandmother's house we would jump in the car and there was always a hill and that went straight up the hill and dad would let me sit in his lap until we got <laughs> to the top of the hill. And um, then we would leave the neighborhood. And one day, Dad said, go ahead and make the right turn. And we got to the top of the hill. And I'm like, really? And Dad's pushing the gas pedals because I can't make the right <laughs> turn. And um, and so I make the right turn, and I'm making it. And I see the curb to the left. And, and, um, and I just keep trying to 
figure out what to do. And instead of, you know, making the right turn, I wind up driving straight across the way and hitting the curb. Not straight, mm-hmm. but I make a little bit of a kind of right turn. <laughs> but I, I wind up lobbing on the curb. Dad let me do it. He let me hit the curb, which still to this day is kind of like, really, Dad? Um, <laughs> he did, I, I mean, knew it I, wasn't in danger. Yeah. And so uh, he had the gas pedal, so I guess he had real control. But um, <laughs> but he said, son, driving is the secret to life. And he said, the secret to driving is you're going to get where you're looking not where you think you're supposed to be. Mm, he says, you need to good. look down the road and you will steer where you're looking. And I th- I've since then made a life, <laughs> made a, it's always kind of been a life thing. If I'm looking to something, that's where I'm going to go. And so the result of that is I try to keep um, looking towards that, which is the best in people, the best in, in life. And so right now, I think we live in a culture that's hyper-focused on wickedness. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in being bad, going out and, you know, being whatever people define as bad. I mean it in the sense that the hatred and evil, things that are destructive, instead of saying, hey, you're another human being like I am. We have liberty in our country. Let's celebrate our freedom together that we can be who we are to be. We're like, yeah, you have a human being like I am. And I, that, this person I talked to said, because I was white, I could say that. Mm-hmm. That you know, I said, so what you're saying is because I'm white, if I look towards I want to go, I'm, I can get there, but if I'm not white, I can't. Yeah. And I'm going, and I, my Very response impressed. to her initially was, well, okay, you may have different obstacles based upon your upbringing or yeah. your situation, but the truth is embedded that you get where you're going if you're looking at the right, if your focus is proper. And, um, and at that point, I turned the conversation to what my typical pastoral and Christian response is going to be is my focus is Jesus and he levels the playing field on everyone. <laughs> that's right. um, and so and that ended the conversation. She ended by saying, actually, that's beautiful. And I'm like, cool. Jesus does bring peace in crisis. <laughs> but, but all of this, I, I was going somewhere with all of this and I just got wrapped up in the story because it was a pretty intense conversation. Yep. Um, and it was the first time that that statement for me had ever been challenged. And so I was glad that it came out. Solid, But my point is, I think as a country where we are right now is we're very unfortunately focused on all of the things that are wrong with America. And we look at history and it seems like we're on a quest to find out all the flaws of American founders. And we're on a quest to find out all the things that were wrong with why we wanted to come to America to begin with. And we're on a quest to discover everything that is is bad. And as a result, we have taken zero time to celebrate what's actually good about America. And so if you've got a generation of young people that have come up questing for the evil, what are you going to think about the country? Fourth of July is just going to be a fireworks show and burgers with family because you don't have any other reason to celebrate it. And that's a a, a terrible thing. We've got to focus on why we're here to begin with and why it's good. You and I talked about this. I'll let you... um, Yeah, go ahead. um, You and I talked about this the other day, the difference between this and Rome. Rome was founded on... Uh, repu- um, republic principles, you know, mm-hmm. that this is a, a, a people-oriented thing. And yeah. it did well till it lost its way in that. There was no Christianity at that time. There was Judaism was no influence on it. So we know that fact, to, for a while, <laughs> even if you value the individual, there can be a good and successful government, but without something that traps that and keeps the proper focus, eventually the humans become the focus. And when humans become the focus, the government falls apart, right. which that's is what, what happened in Rome. Say. And that's where we're risking right now, I think. Because we, yeah, because we look at what, well, even right, you're, like you're saying, we're blaming what we have 
uh, said is good about our country. Now it's being blamed as the bad thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, we've turned the good into evil and the evil yeah. into good. That's what's scary. Yeah, I mean, we came to America scripture. so we could take yeah. over lands from Indians. We didn't even know the Indians were here. Um, well, that's, I don't think that's necessarily true, but you're right. We're emphasizing the negative of what was intended for good. That's exactly what I was saying a second ago. I read this or I heard a sermon this morning, actually, on this scripture, and it's just so telling of what I, exactly you just said. So I'm going to read it straight from Jeremiah 17. Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind, who makes human flesh his strength and turns his heart from the Lord. And it, he, his point of that spot was because you've turned away from the source, and now really the whole point uh, of turning your heart from the Lord is that you've be, is, is the point at that at that point, then you started to trust man. You started to make human your strength. You know. So anyway, but he will be like a juniper in the Araba. He cannot see when good comes, but dwells in the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land where no one lives. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is indeed is the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends out roots toward a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes. Its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought. Anyway, it's just the the point of what was America was that we trusted in the Lord. So therefore, the things we did had that as its basis. I do believe that even though there was, you know, definitely people who weren't Christians involved in the beginning of our nation, I think that was the heart of it was we wanted to know that something bigger than us was why we were putting this nation together to begin with. Like you said, that's all great. Um, I mean, humans can create some good stuff. And like in, in Rome, some republic ideas uh, make it strong so we created the constitution based on that idea but without the the idea of God being the source of it you still fall flat so so much truth about America is we've abandoned the reason for our quote moral strength and now we've got this moral strength well now it becomes the bad guy all of a sudden now the fact that we have fought other nations, you know, fought for freedom for other nations and whatever, those have become the evil rather than the good, which is what the source was to begin with. We wanted freedom for everyone now. We wanted them to know our God, just like we thought we could save the natives when we came here. You know, I really think the intent was God is freedom. Knowing him is the blessing and we can spread that, you know. And I think that's the problem that we're dealing with here is people misunderstand or willingly misunderstand what it is that Christianity is all about. And when we talk about focusing on good things, not negative things, um, we're dealing with a message that I don't know why anyone honestly wouldn't want to have. I mean, who doesn't want to have um, world peace? Everyone talks about that all the time. And (laughs) Jesus said, you know, I've come to bring him. He is the prince of Peace. Peace. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's who doesn't want to be loved unconditionally when you know it, it's. Well, some might argue that there are conditions on love because behavior is is a factor in favor. Um, well, yeah, but if you misbehave in any relationship, there's going to be tension in the relationship. But that doesn't mean that you're not loved. But anyway, so I sidetrack because that's just the nature of my mind. But you know. The, the folks that came to our country came here to escape religious persecution. Mm-hmm. And they found people here already. And so they didn't turn around immediately. It, it is completely illogical to consider that people who came to escape religious persecution upon finding people on planet America suddenly thought, oh, 
let's oppress and cast out and destroy these people. An oppressed people don't usually just immediately shift gears and begin to oppress others, at least not immediately. Right, and, but there, um, was a, there was a communication gap, and like you're saying, there were things they didn't expect to find. But they didn't initially make um, war on these people. They they tried to connect, try to make connections. It well, started to be a, a whatever, you know, coming against each other once they... Well, they, they also observed land issues. They, they, when you talk about paganism and you know what Christianity was trying to do in that early in that early connection, they also observed that the and in, initially they had peace with these strangers that were in the land, but they also observed over time that the Indians were doing a pretty good job of of self immolating of not, of destroying themselves. Native Americans oh, they were doing yeah. a good job of of destroying That's themselves. What I was say. They had kind of a an uncivilized approach to uh, trying to. There was war has existed in mankind, be it English versus French or um, Native American versus Native American. It has been um, there the, the, the tribal fights. I mean, it's just a thing. And so Christianity, the reason I, I say all that is Christianity at its core is not about starting fights. It's about bringing peace. Right. And um, folks well, treat it as if it, it, well, what they, that's what it's salvation well, is to save someone from uh, their destructive right. dis- ways. I mean, I'm just saying I think it felt heavy to them salvation is what we're preaching so we don't mince words we don't take what you're saying because you're pagan you're you know you don't know god you don't know what true peace is so let us tell you let us give that to you but it was heavier because it was about their own salvation so to like i'm saying save the natives kind of idea i think that was the heart of it they really knew that they needed to communicate this message they didn't need to placate or you know give in too much to this oh we all need to be at peace and we all need they literally felt i think an obligation to also share their their understanding of what god brings us which is civilization which is you know allowing each other to have civil talk about civil rights because everyone has that right to live the document that we enjoy and we um fight over all the time. The Constitution is rooted in principles that evolve from Christian principles, that evolve from the Judeo-Christian ethic. And so when we look and we when we are saying this is a terrible thing, that some of the things that people say are terrible are the very things that give them the privilege to say it's terrible or to, you know, even to, to, to protest it, you know, that it's... But, but really, back to my, my point earlier, which is we are going to drive where we're aiming the car, um, where we're looking. And if you if you are... Which obviously brings to mind to me the Hebrew um, scripture, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of yeah, our faith. Hebrews 12, because too. our faith is uh, what, what has been the foundation, but we have to look to him. We can't look to man. We can't look to even great con- constructs of government, we have to look to him. Yeah, to fix, which, what are you fixing your eyes on? What are you looking to to be the future you desire? Um, I, I dare say, I, I, I talk to people sometimes um, about, that are in, you know, looking at all the negative things and say, what future do you desire? And they, they're very vague terms. They're not very, and just mm-hmm. free of this, mm-hmm. the thing that you're hating. Okay, well, what is free of this is the this is where the conversation breaks down. What does free of the hate look like? Mm-hmm. Well, loving. Well, that's still very generic. What does loving look like? And a lot of people, I mean, sometimes they because it's again so saturated with the Christian culture, they'll wind up quoting you 
you know, First Corinthians 13. <laughs> I'll be going, wow, you read something in a store on a poster yeah, print one but day. but then realize it's from the um, Bible. That's and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll usually say, well, you do realize that's the thing you're protesting right now. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, no, I don't try to start fights like that. But the... Um, good, good to know. I just... <laughs> Depends. Never know. It might happen. Um, well, but okay, but that's. A I want good us point. to. I want us the Fourth of July. Why do we celebrate it? Because we become what we look at, and I think that the reason I, I get to that and is is because that's the reason we have Easter. That's the reason we have Christmas. It's the reason we have every holiday. The the moments or points of memory are to remind us that there is something greater good that we can aim toward, and right. that keeps us from devolving into self destruction. But the good point is that we have stayed strong, stayed that way because we because the Bible has been our foundation of what God said was right and true and good, and and it is woven in our culture. And I think the generations coming after us need to know that, but they need to celebrate it and point it back to, because like you said, it's everywhere. The Bible is literally everywhere woven into our our culture, our society, but they don't know that. And they've gotten so far away from it that they probably wouldn't believe you if you told them, well, oh, that's people... from the Bible. Um, do unto others what you would have them do to yourself. Very many people I've talked to don't understand that that's from the Bible. That's literally the words of Jesus. But if you if you were to say that, you know, in our culture and realize, because so many, that's what they go on. They would yeah. tell you. I've, I've even seen articles that start like that in our just, you know, generic public whatever, newspaper or whatever. They use that, but they don't give reference to the Bible. Well, what's going on here? We're trying well, to do God's principles without God. When it comes to matters of being the old white guy. You know, I tend, I, I wound up in that one conversation that I started this conversation with. I, I wound up saying to the person, I said, well, when you're right, white privilege may very well be a factor in some of the aspects of our culture. I said, however, the person that I follow, that's how I transitioned. I said, the person that I follow was Jewish. And I think we might find some agreement that there's a lot of persecution towards Jews throughout and history. And he didn't get old. So he wasn't as, old. I said throughout history. <laughs> well, I didn't get into that part yet. Oh, okay. I just said, and you might agree with me that, that Jewish people have been somewhat persecuted throughout mm-hmm. history in different states. She goes, oh, yeah, definitely. And I said, and they're not very white. And she goes, no. I said, but that's who I follow. And I believe that that particular Jew um, is responsible for and will bring peace to the world. I said, I call him Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and she legitimately, Jesus. though, what was interesting was she knew the reference. I mean, she she knew, but you knew, I knew yeah. real quick, she didn't know anything really about that. So what, everything I told mm-hmm. her about who Jesus was was news. And I'm in Washington, Seattle, Washington. I'm in the United I States know. of America. No, I'm telling you know, and you, we take for granted that our culture at least has foundations, but we are no longer in that that country. You know, when you and I talked in the 90s and 80s about going into foreign missions and we would tussle back and forth at times about whether or not America was a mission field, you know, because it's, it knows it so well. Well, foreign missions has come home um, when it comes well, to Well, and it. I'm not saying um, it knows it well at all. The problem is I'm angry, just like we started off with, that, that even patriotism or the thing that I would see as patriotism, looking to... Um, bless God or praise Him for a country that that still is free and that was founded on principles that of freedom that came from the Bible. 
it makes me angry that we've gotten so far away from that. I don't even want to tell the ones who ought to know, I feel like. But it's not right of me. And I understand that these generations are just removed from having known that. And it breaks my heart more, I guess, than it really makes me the right kind of, hopefully it makes me the right kind of angry. Just enough that it breaks my heart to to want to tell them. I, I need that kind of prayer because it really... Um, it's disturbing and it's difficult even to teach my own kids to even see that they've come that far out of it and not been as uh, understanding of that thankfulness. Although I, I believe I've instilled it as much as I possibly can into them. So I hope and pray they'll hold on to it and give it to their children to be thankful for what God has given. And even if this country turns its um, back or goes strays from, which already has, I guess, somewhat from the principles to hold on to what we believe is dear and and what we have known is the point and the point of being thankful every year for a country that right now declared its freedom um to to give freedom to others that kind of thing i I think that's um i think the one thing that we do that's that's a struggle and i think we should be thankful for on this again the 4th of July is a celebration of the fact that we began the battle, the struggle to be set free from a tyranny that kept us from the that from being allowed to worship as we chose, to live as we chose, to make our own governance, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm and I think that, you know, the fact that we still are able to sit here and have a conversation, speech is not protected anywhere on the planet like it's protected in America and it is under assault right now. Right. And so the fact that you and I can even have this conversation and I can say speech is under it. assault right now <laughs> and it can be put on the interwebs um, is a is a fina- is a is a is a fascinating reality and I think that's amazing and so yep. our family is starting to arrive for Fourth of July yep. festivities so, we have, uh, so we're gonna plug unplug this particular podcast and say goodbye so thank you for sitting down with me and talking to me for a half an hour or so Tanya and <laughs> we'll. Uh, Thank Happy you. 4th of July to you, we'll mother of, Mazzilli, of of many. And um, you're supposed you to say well. happy 4th of July to me as well. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, I mean, you and I are going to go have yeah. a day. You guys out there in La La Land, have a great day. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.